You have now tuned in to the Soul Purpose Podcast with Brian Thomas. Let's take a journey of life, relationships, and the pursuit of purpose. Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Purpose Podcast with your host, Coach Brian Thomas, or short for Coach BT. Today, I have two gentlemen that have known me both over 10 years, and they know me 20. almost better than anybody that I know. Um, we got the Amazon extraordinaire coach, Eric Neal, who is raising up wealthy people all over the country. And we got coach William, I ain't going to say his middle name, uh, Harrell, because you throw that, that W in. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say William W. Harrell. Now, if I say his middle name, he might cut the Zoom off. So I'm just going to say W. And we're just sitting down talking about this the state of relationships and dating now. Um, now, B, I don't know what's going on in America. I think I'm going to have to go international because right now, me and these Americans, I just, I, I, I don't know what to do no more, man. Like, I'm going to have to go get me a passport. Like, what's, what's really going on, man? Talk, talk to me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let Coach Harrell uh, <laughs> take a stab at that first. Here's the reason why I'm saying I'm going to let him take a stab at it, because I'm no longer in the dating game. So, you oh, know, Jesus. I've been out of the game. It's getting ready to be 10 years come July. Um, so I'm going to let him give his uh, 50 cents first, and then I'll throw my two cents in there, and then, you know, we'll see what can happen from there. Coach Terrell, you know, I give you the floor, sir. All right, man. You know, they're passing the ball like you you <laughs> got LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Jordan would have took the shot, but, you know, you want to He would have took the shot. You know what I'm saying? He would have passed like LeBron. Okay, I got you. So, look, um, this this is what, what I have, um, you know, been able to observe and whatnot based off of what's been going on, especially like the last five years. And that is before you can actually even entertain, connect with somebody else, you honestly got to know who you are. And I think what happens too often is we get this situation of we're so caught up in trying to connect with somebody. And we think that by connecting with them, we're going to become whole. And the reality is we're wasting our time because we don't, even, we don't even know who we are yet. We don't even know what we're called to do. We don't know uh, what it is that we really want to get done uh, before we leave this earth. We don't even really even know our history. We don't even know where yeah. we're from. We don't even know what our ancestors are in the sense of not just historically, but even from a spiritual standpoint. So you got all these people and this is on both sides, this is male and female. You got all these people who are thinking that a relationship is gonna solve all their problems. And the reality is the only thing it does is the same thing that money does to people, which is it just exacerbates it. It yep. ends up making very plain and very real the flaws that you have not fixed yet. And so um, money itself is not evil. Uh, relationship in of itself is not evil. Like you can have the correct motive. You can be like, yo, I want to get uh, with someone because I want to get married. But if you don't even know what your flaws are and how you need to address them and what mechanisms you have in place for said flaws, 
then how in the world are you going to deal with somebody else who's completely flawed? Recall that our Christian faith, and of course, there's, I know a billion other faiths out there, but I'm going to speak from the matter of being a Christian. From a Christian perspective, we as men, biblically now, biblically, I'm not talking about the American uh, judicial system, because that's a whole different uh, topic. But from a biblical standpoint, our call is to love our wives as Christ loved the church. What that basically means is we are to die to ourselves, literally and figuratively. Now watch this now. It is enough of a challenge to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're talking about a perfect being, someone who is flawless, flawless now, and it is difficult for us to place our faith and trust in a perfect being. How much more difficult then is it for you to place your faith and trust in a flawed creation, just like you? So now, mind you, for women, women, we got to get a woman that will be willing, like we're, we're called to love Christ, uh, love them as Christ loved the church. They are to submit to us. In other words, they are to place their full 100%. That's a cuss word to some people now. I know. You gotta define what, what's <laughs> and this is what I want to talk about with submission. Because a lot of people think submission means weakness. It doesn't. But submission, if you put it in its proper context, means, you know what, regardless of whether or not I agree, regardless of whether or not I, uh, I like this, I am going to trust you as the head of the household and as the leader, spiritual leader in our home. I'm going to trust you on it. Understand, this is difficult on both sides. This ain't no, oh, we got it better or they got it better. No, we both equally have a major sacrifice to make. And to that point, to that point, you're asking a woman to place her trust in a flawed creation, us. And we have a track record, historically, I'm talking about just purely gender, of not doing what we're supposed to do, particularly yeah. the African-American male. Um, and I'm actually writing a poem on this as we speak. I've been working on it for months now. The African-American male, since the time we were brought over for the transatlantic slave uh, situation, we have dropped the ball time and again as an entire gender in relation to our position as being the spiritual head of our families. I'm not talking about exceptions. I'm talking about as a general whole. So yeah. we have hundreds of years that we've built up of this mistrust. I'm not even talking about relationship because that bleeds into relationship. But we have not had that situation where we've been able to be, to show consistently a track record of success and of trust. So now you're asking women to have to go against the grain on that while still not even knowing who they are themselves mm. and to be able to trust us as, you know, basically as the spiritual leader of the home. So you got all these factors that's working together. And I know there was a lot that I covered, but yeah. I got all those factors that's working together and we have not even addressed the healing that must take place first from mm. all of the scars and all of the hurts that we've dealt with in our past prior to even dealing with someone else. Ooh, bro, bro. So, that's major. Yeah, bro. So, so, so with all that being said, 
With all that being said, the reality is this. As an individual, what we have to understand and acknowledge is this. Before I can even entertain someone else, I have to first and foremost be completely satisfied and completely secure, not only in my faith in Jesus Christ and God, but I also must be completely, uh, I must be completely secure in my significance that I am satisfied regardless of whether I am married or single. Now, here's the key thing. Mm -hmm. I might desire to be married, very much so. And I believe that God delivers to the desires of our heart. But we must make sure that we, in our haste or in our impatience, don't try to make things happen outside of the will of God. And we yeah. must be always led by our peace in doing so. We cannot compromise. We cannot have a situation where we say, oh, well, I'm going to settle. Settling is the number one reason why we have divorce rates so high the way it is now. Yeah. Because we go into a situation saying, well, God, no one can be perfect. So no one can actually fulfill the things you specifically put in my heart to desire. You can't, this can't all be fulfilled. So therefore, I'm going to settle for half or three fourths. And then you wonder why you have things go awry when you are already in covenant. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you live and learn or, or you learn first by living. It's one of the two. You're either gonna learn through wisdom or you're gonna learn mm -hmm. through experience. One will leave scars. The other will prevent you from having to go through unnecessary pain. So that's all I got. Yeah, he, he says wow. something deep, man. Yeah, he, he says something deep, man. <laughs> like, uh, man, I don't even know how to. Now, it, when, when we start talking about settling, like, I think there's two definitions of settling. And I think that um, most individuals are picking, you know, the definition of settling where they're looking for specific things that a person has that they can live with as opposed to settling, which is a process of you are learning how to like really slow down and really uh, pay attention to that particular individual. So we're dealing with a lot of people that are, you know, in relationships now where they're just like, you know, um, don't settle. But I believe that to a certain extent you have to settle, but the settling has to be different, meaning that you are settled in who you are and you're open and willing to learn and glean information from another individual as opposed to, you know, what we're seeing now, you know, the question is always, okay, what do you bring to the table? Like you got, you know, young ladies now who they have this expectation of a man that's got, well, he's got to have, you know, this amount of money and he's got to be this height and he's got to be in this particular status and he got to buy me this particular ring and we got to have this particular wedding. Now, E, William, you, you know, I went through my I went through my wedding. You guys were there. We ain't gonna dive into that because you know that's a whole nother conversation. But it's it's these things that everybody's looking for, all for these particular moments. But the depth of you know what a real marriage is like. Real marriage is tested when number one, the money is out of the equation, or two, when y'all are 
in the midst of a disagreement. The disagreement really reveals who that person is. And so to your point, uh, Coach Harrell, I think that not only do we have to look at the aspect of being um, grounded in who we are, we also have to look at the aspect of what is most important for us with someone for a lifetime. Because some people put things or possessions as importance, but then when it comes down to like conflict management, they don't know how to have a conversation and communicate. They know how to communicate what they want and to say, hey, this is what I want from you. But when it comes down to like those core values, those core values, they they make a big difference because here's the thing, that wedding ring that you might get her or that engagement ring, those two or three carats, that, that, that's, that's, that's not going to help us. That's not going to help us in the midst of having a conversation and an argument about the fact that you might cut me off when I talk or that engagement ring is not going to deal with that abandonment issue that you run away from when we do have conflict. So I think that we got to get away from the things and we actually have to get to the aspect of what is it really mean to be in a relationship with somebody and what are you willing to understand and learn about that individual? So. Wow. Well, First of all, both of y'all brothers said a whole lot. So let me start off with saying that. I, I um, know what time it is. Man, here, here's <laughs> what I can say. Um, from being married before, yeah, all three of us divorced. Um, I'm the only one that's remarried. Now, I will say this, and this is piggybacking off of Coach Terrell. Um, man, it, it all falls down to wholeness. You know, fully knowing who you are. You know what I'm saying? Knowing what you want, number one. Now, let's be realistic with what you yes. want. Because I'll be the first to say, and, and my wife, she'll understand this. I think Paula Patton is probably, other than my wife, one of the finest women ever in the world. But if I would have said, you know what? I want to marry a Paula Patton with no kids, who's making $150,000 um, a year, who is young, who don't have no family drama, who don't have daddy issues or mama drama. Like, okay, that probably is going to be realistic. So what I like to tell people is, hey, man, set some realistic goals. Like, yeah, I get it. You got to be able to wake up um, next to the person who is going to be your significant other. And you got to say, man, good God almighty. Hey, I get to wake up next to you. This is perfect. This is great. But to backtrack a little it, it all goes down to, you know, fully understanding, like, if you're broken, marriage is only going to amplify it. Ooh. And if you know you got issues, marriage is going to amplify it even more. If you know you got an attitude problem, it, you don't need to be married yet. Let's call it for what it is. Now, those things can be worked on. And most importantly, if you don't know how to communicate effectively, now, communication is key. But if, if you, if, and I do this occasionally, so I'm guilty. Um, if you are talking more than you're listening, then that's a problem. Because if you're busy trying to get your point across while somebody else is talking, then you're not listening. You're thinking of what you're going to say next. And that's where a lot of us mess up, like a lot, a lot, a lot. But however, let's, let's bring this thing full circle, right? 
we're we're on this call because of the um, situation of what's going on in the United States of America, mainly uh, with our unmarried African American young men and young women. Probably, Correct. and let's just let's put it in an age group between the ages of about forty-five to let's say age twenty-eight. That age group. This is the gap. Most people before that, they're probably either not trying to get married. Most people after that, they're either already married or they're saying, look, I don't care to get married right now. But this is the state of the union right now um, to where, you know what? A lot of people, and let's let's bring up Kevin Samuels right now. You know, mm -hmm. he always have some ladies that come on that I, I think, yeah, sometimes they have some unrealistic uh, things that they're looking for. Now, I'm not going to say he's not speaking the truth because he does have some element of truth, but he does kind of not speak the truth in love in some cases. Now, the truth is good. It can be harsh. Don't get me wrong. Uh, even Jesus offended people. I get that. You know, offenses must come. You know, we're going to speak biblically. But um, but what I want to say is this. Uh, people, look, at the end of the day, you got to set some kind of realistic goal. So like even with me, like after... I um I was single, you know, and this was let's see, age twenty eight, um, and then I got remarried again, and you know when I, after I turned thirty, you know, almost about two years later. See, here's my thing: like I created a, a checklist, you know. Will you know about this? B Thomas, I think we talked about this too, but I created a checklist for you know what I wanted my next wife to be. But guess, and it was a, excuse me, a 30 point checklist, 30 points from height to hair to personality type, all of that. Um, I'll be the first to tell you, I had a lot of counterfeits coming to my path. Now, keep in mind, I'm a man that was living in Atlanta. So, you know, I got Jesus. a big pool of young ladies that I could choose from. So Jesus. I'm sorry, ladies, but I was picky. And I was very picky. I'm talking about super picky. So I could be picky because of the market that I was in. Now, I will say this. My wife, she hit 27 out of the 30. And the Jeez. three that she didn't hit, you know what? I was okay with uh, And if And if y'all care to know what those three were, uh, one, I wanted a woman with uh, no children. However, she had uh, two daughters, which, you know, they are my daughters now. Like, I treat them like they are my own to the point where I tell people, look, they're my kids. These are my children as well. I wanted someone from, you know, 5'3 to like 5'6. She's like 5'7 half, almost 5'8. I can deal with an extra inch. Perfect. Long legs. I'm loving it. I'm living with it. And then I wanted somebody with long, curly, natural hair. And when I first met her, her hair was straight. But about a month into it, and she didn't know that this was a preference of mine, she cut all, all of her hair and decided to go natural. She's been natural ever since for the last uh, 10 plus years. But needless to say, um, people, look, you gotta be realistic with yourself. If you live in North Dakota and you trying to find uh, a black woman or a black man in that state, you gotta be realistic where you are. Let's call it for what it is. If you live in freaking I don't want to call out too many states because somebody might get offended. But if you live in doggone uh, <laughs> uh, upstate New York and you trying to find a down south southern girl, 
I'm sorry, your chances are going to be slim to none. You got to understand what market you in so that you could be realistic. Uh, and, and I call it for what it is. Shoot. Hey, because I'm in Atlanta and, and, you know, this is a black single man's dream place right here. You got all kind of women from all over uh, pretty much the United States that come here, corporate, every uh, color to uh, texture of hair that you would want ever. But however, that was my market. So what was I doing? I was super duper picky. But anyway, that's my two cents for now. <laughs> Man, listen, I know at first when I got like hip to Kevin Samuels, like I was like, you know what? This guy is rough. And I was, I, I really wasn't feeling him. But the more and more I listened to his stuff, the more and more I realized that some of the stuff that he's saying, he's literally revealing like some of the things that now the modern day woman is asking for from the man is almost crazy. Like he just, the way he says stuff and then he does a little sound effects or whatever, you hear that little dun 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 dun, dun. I be cracking up when I, <laughs> when I hear it. But he's, I'll be honest, man, he's making a lot of points to like really consider you know, like what it is that like you're really asking for and then like putting yourself in position to actually do it. And a yeah. lot of people aren't, a lot of people aren't doing it. And this is, you know, this is fellas included. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of dudes I know that have certain expectations of women. And I'm kind of looking like, bruh, you not even really making the effort to even be that person that can really attract that type of woman. Like I learned over the years that just because you want something doesn't necessarily mean you, you can have it. Some Amen. things you got to get, but some things you got to be in position for, like some things you gotta, some things you gotta do that you don't necessarily want to do, but man, listen, the women of today, y'all, like I text, I text you uh, earlier, uh, culture real, I said, man, they, they leave some of the they, they leave some of us with a little bit, you know, less hope than uh, we would have imagined. Cause it and, and, and coach, uh, <laughs> coach Eric, I call you Coach Eric, man. You you see the stuff that I be posting on my timeline on 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 uh, Facebook, yeah. and I it's crazy. It be some of the most attractive women that I'm like, I didn't even realize she was on my friends list and they comment and I'll be looking, I'll be like, Ooh, but then I look at their responses and I'll be like, no, nah, that, 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 that ain't gonna work. <laughs> like the uh, post that I put up about if you out on a date with a young lady and a gentleman uh, pays for the meal and sends over his number through the waiter. I looked at the responses from some of the ladies and I was just like, are you serious? Like, what do y'all think about that? Like, Coach Harrell, how would you feel you on a date with a young lady? Y'all, you know, you 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 on a date, and this random dude just pays for the meal and sends his number to the girl you're talking to. Like, how would you feel? And apparently, she's for him. hey if she's entertaining that then she ain't the one for me that's a deal breaker keep it moving keep it moving and 
And you know what? And that's perfect. And, and what you just said was great. Not everybody is for us. We ain't for everybody. But keep it moving. Yeah. Amen. Some people want to hold on. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. That's major. I yeah. know me if if I if that happened to me, um, same deal. I'd be like, you know what? Keep it moving. But however, let's. I'm I'm gonna play the advocate, the opposite advocate. I ain't gonna say devil's advocate, but the opposite advocate. Yeah. If I was a young lady, you know what? Hey, I would entertain. If nobody's married, you know, if nobody is, you know, have a title, if we're just out, you know, hanging out or whatever, this person's not my boyfriend, we're just out on a date, then hey, entertain it. What's, we all single? You know, if you're the person who's out there single, then yeah, entertain it. What's the problem with that? I don't see nothing wrong with it from that woman's perspective, entertain it. Now, is it a little bit disrespectful? You know, does that break man code? Oh, heck yeah. No, you're a sucker for that, man. <laughs> you know, I'm out with this young lady and you're gonna slide your number through the waitress time I holler at me, you know, when, you, when, you, when your homeboy leave, you know, type of ordeal. That's some oh, sucker man. stuff right there. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, I mean, hey, that's the game that we in, you know? That's that's what happens, man, out here in these streets. So yeah, yeah. but nonetheless, <laughs> hey, I get it if the young lady decide to move on. Yeah, it can because it can flip both ways. I mean, it right. really can. It really can flip both ways. Like when I first got single, I, I'm gonna be honest, I, I was so wet behind the ears. Um, you know, cause I I <laughs> I literally, you know, <laughs> last time I was single, I was 20. So I ended up getting single, you know, uh, at 33, going on 34. And, um, you know, so much of what I thought I knew will, had just completely changed. It was completely the opposite of what I thought. Um, you know, I'm thinking his, and, and y'all can, y'all can, uh, y'all can uh, attest to this. My biggest thing was, yo, yeah. I want to stay pure uh, leading up into marriage. That's my big thing. I ain't trying yeah. to mess with nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to disrespect them nor disrespect myself uh, by, uh, you know, messing around and whatnot before uh, we've made a, a covenant with each other. Mm -hmm. And my thought process was, for the most part, as long as I don't make the first move, as long as I'm not the one that's trying to uh, do something, I should be good. Listen. And man, I was so wrong. I was so wrong, so wrong, so wrong, so wrong. And I remember all those times in which I was trying, and I used to hit y'all up like, fellas, I don't understand what in the world is this? Like, yeah, you know, women have become so much more aggressive, especially women once they get into their thirties. Um, especially as they get late thirties, they start getting to them forties. It's like they know that biological clock is ticking, and for them, you got to remember, <laughs> they're being pressured by their family. They're getting shade from their family, like. Well, Melissa's got her child, or you know, uh, uh, you know, mm. uh, Julia. She done had her kids, you know, her kids, you know. 
And they kind of be throwing, you know, you know, I mean, you know how family is now. Yeah. Family be kind of sliding. Now some of them are, some of them are blatant. Like when you gonna get married? <laughs> <laughs> but some of them be like, you know, hey, have you been, you started dating anybody? Or you got anything in the work? Like, it's like they be, you know, constantly nagging them, especially like almost every yeah. you know, little out in there. Every mm -hmm. holiday comes up, it comes up. So they they getting that pressure where it's like, man, you know, I'm in my twenties, you know, okay, cool. Oh snap, I'm in my thirties. Yo, this clock is starting to run <laughs> out. And it's like, mm -hmm. they allow that to be the determining factor of when they're going to try to be on the offensive as mm -hmm. opposed to allowing God to actually show them, okay, this is what the situation actually should be. So, man, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. When I went through my, I went through my divorce or whatever, right? Soon as my divorce was over, like soon as the ink dried, by 30 minutes, there was one that was waiting right then and there. And I, e, I told you about that one. Like I, it's crazy. Like when you get older and you become a single man again, and you like, I realized, I said. Yo, it is a little bit too easy to get caught up. Like, if I wanted to just go on a yeah. hunching phase, I could have. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because I just don't want, I don't want that on my conscience. But it was just like, you know, at that time, you know, living in, you know, in Detroit. Now, nah, Detroit, they got a different type, they got a different type of woman. Like they down for you, but you you gotta tap them skins first. I'm like, I'm not gonna do all that. I like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. Like, they wide open in Detroit. Now, some of the other places, like experiences Atlanta, I I'll be honest with y'all, I would never date another Atlanta woman ever in my life. Is oh, she from Atlanta? I'm, I'm sending oh, her back. My God. I'm sending her <laughs> back to God. I'm not gonna do no Atlanta. Uh oh, I no. It, mm -mm. Don't say that Atlanta. I can't. Let me tell you why, man. And and again, this is my experience, right? Right. Before I met my wife, I had a bad experience with a woman from New York. Jesus. And I said, you know what? I told myself, man, I never date another chick from New York. Like, I can't, I don't like the state of mind. They too freaking aggressive. They rude. I don't like the accent, all of the above. Um, and then I met my wife and she was so beautiful. And like, we just clicked like immediately. And then I found out she was from New York. I was like, God dang. <laughs> but however like you know we just clicked so you know i just kept going with it now here we are it's getting ready to be 10 years man and guess what i married a freaking new yorker so you know i'll say never say never you know but however i get it like you know especially now i did say i'd never date uh somebody from augusta but we ain't gonna go there now that man. was true that was a specific Listen. city but not a Listen, state. Augusta, <laughs> Statesboro, Savannah, uh, uh, them three cities? <laughs> no, you ain't got no hope. Statesboro? Oh, no. Statesboro? Listen, I'm, listen we, we all experienced some things in Statesboro. Oh, my God. We got memories for days. Cut the track. <laughs> yeah, cut the track. You're going to have to take this part out because I can tell you, you got people. Turning it off now because they're not gonna see it at all. So let's let's clean it up a little bit. Now okay, we're not gonna say everybody from those particular cities, but the majority of those people 
that are from those specific areas, let's just say we weren't feeling. Now you are for somebody, obviously. You're just not from Statesboro, just not from Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, man. Uh, but um, but Will, man, look, I, I wanna I wanna comment on something you said, man, about you know that biological clock. So here's oh, another Jesus. thing. You know, some people, and this is going back to settling. Um, you're dealing with about four or five different types of people right now. So you got the uh, person who expectations are way too high. That's person number one. Um, person number two is, you know, the, the person who, hey, my biological clock is ticking. So they're just dating everybody. They're, they're just willing to settle. You got that person number two. Um, you got the bumping person, person number three that said, you know what? Um, marriage ain't for me. I'm just going to be out here. I'm just going to live my life and enjoy myself. If I get married, I get married. If I don't, I don't. And then you got person number four, your deep sister in Christ. Oh, father. Who said, you know what? I've been praying. I've been fasting. Somebody going to hell for lying. God told me <laughs> was my husband. Oh. <laughs> God. Now, that only happened to me one time, thank God. Mm. Only once. And I shot it down so quick. Mm. I said, well, wait a minute. Now, God normally speaks to multiple people. Correct. He said that to you. You know what my comment was? Oh, okay. Well, he didn't say that to me yet. So let me wait till he talked to me. Like, I ain't just shoot it down. I mean, I wasn't feeling it anyway, but I ain't just shoot it down because I didn't want to kill her, uh, her what she thinks she hear from God. Now, once I got married, then she realized, oh, I miss God. But she figured that out <laughs> later. <laughs> but needless to say, yeah, I don't want to kill that. But but however, yeah, I mean, you got so many different fronts of people um, for what their issue is, you know, for the single people in the world. Now, I'll tell you what, and again, this is just speaking for me and speaking for my wife, um, where we came together, you know, we communicated like we were friends um, and it's OK to be friends. But that don't mean friend zone people, you know, my, my say Christian sisters and Christian brothers don't just friend zone them. But if you're really trying to date somebody like, you know, date with a purpose, you know, date with the intention of, you know what, I want to get married you know if and if it's a situation to where you're not dating with a purpose and you're just going out just to um fill in time because you just don't want to be alone at that particular moment then that's the problem and too many of us have space fillers you know you know this person ain't the one and you're wasting people's time uh, one thing that i can appreciate you know with with coach Terrell and we've had this conversation and years ago uh, my old roommate from Georgia Southern, Robert, he used to call me Mr. Cut em Off. I didn't believe in wasting nobody's time, and I, be, I didn't believe in having my time wasted either. <laughs> so if you weren't the one, and I know you weren't the one, look, hey, this, I, I don't even say this ain't working. Look, we're done. Like, all right, we can be friends where we can be cool, but let's just call it for what it is. We ain't for each other. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation to have, but it also sets people free. Like, I'll be the first to tell you, you think people said that to me? Oh, absolutely. Because some people said, oh, well, you only 5'9". You ain't even 
quite five ten yet. You you ain't for me. I want somebody who's you know six feet, six one, six two, whatever. Or I want somebody who light skin. You know, I'm brown, and I'm okay with that because guess what? I wasn't for them, and they wasn't for me. So be okay with rejection. Rejection is a beautiful thing. That just means that that person was not for you. God had somebody completely better uh, for you to uh, basically have a ram in the bush. Oh, you ain't supposed to go after that one. Yo, yo, yo. God put a ram in the bush. And however, and if you ain't hearing from God, you won't hear the ram in the bush. What's going to happen? Yeah, the ram, the rams in the sacrifice. bush. Exactly. You're going to sacrifice the wrong person. They're listening to Kurt Franklin now. They're listening to Kurt Franklin now. Them rams in the bush. Well, that, good. That's it. Cause there we go, man. Yeah, man but that's that's real. So listen, listen. Nowadays, with me being, you know, what it is that I do, like it's kind of difficult because, like, once you get to a place where it's virtually easy, like, okay, dudes be sliding in DMs. And they'd be trying to, you know, get it different, you know, young ladies and different things like that. Yeah. For me, man, it don't even be like that. Like, I'd be minding my business. I'll post a stat, somebody will laugh, and they'll ask a question, conversation. You know, they'll see the beard. You know, they'll be like, oh, how tall is he? And they just jump in the DMs <laughs> nowadays. And they don't, you know... Like they slide the, right know, in the DMs. They slide in the DMs. They slide in mine. And, and the thing about it is, these don't be no, you know, these don't be no, uh, uh, you know, young ladies that are like, okay, you know, you kind of, you know how you kind of look at some young ladies and, you know, your one of your eyes just go to the side because you'd be like, mm, I don't know. Like, my eyes be wide open, like, this was sitting in the DMs? Like, it, it's crazy. But for me, man, the toughest thing that I find nowadays with, like, the whole dating space is... You have a whole generation of young ladies that are competing for this one moment because they don't have an identity. Like when I posted that status about um, the size of the ring or they're like, Ooh. or they're <laughs> like, if you had a choice between an unattractive man and he had money oh or an attractive man, he didn't make as much money. It was surprising how many women Oh, my status said they'll choose the guy that is less attractive but has money. And I'm just like... So well, think about would... why, though. Think about why. Because why? most women at a whole, as a whole, they want security. They, want, they just want to be secure. And I get that, you know? They want to be secure. So that's the reason why, like, hey, this person is making more money. Hey, money equals security. So... That's the reason why the majority, I'm like, look, yeah, you don't have to be uh, Danzel or, or Coach Harrell. You know, you can be, you know, somebody else who, look. you know, uh, uh, well, not necessarily Flavor Flav, but, you know, you, you can probably be a Chuck D at least. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I would be okay with that if I'm secure. But, um, but I mean, hey, but that's the reason why most women want security. So now think about that. If we as men know that most women want security us as men don't need to be getting married unless we know how to give someone that security we shouldn't be asking nobody for no marriage or hand in marriage if we cannot have them secure i've made that mistake 
And guess what? That marriage failed after some seven years later. It really failed two years um, into it, but we just held on for another five years. And that's why I got all these gray hairs in my hair. But anyway, but however, yeah, women want security, man. And us as men folk, if we gonna call a spade a spade, yeah, I get it. Women want what they want, but we also gotta be willing to uh, give them what they actually need. And they need that. If you ask any woman in America between those age groups that I mentioned, between 45 to about 28 who want to be married, their number one thing is probably going to be, yeah, I want somebody who I can communicate with, but they want some form of security. I want to make sure that I don't have to worry about um, the bills not getting paid or when we want to go on vacation to go out on a date, you know, I'm not broke myself, um, you know, because of the whole situation. So, yeah, and I'll be the first to tell you this and I'm going to tell her myself. Uh, you better make I sure your wife ain't around. She'll be all right because she knows. <laughs> I call it what it is. When, when security really, really hit my household, like for real, for real hit my household, Man, I tell you what, I became a happy man in the bedroom. Jesus. Brothers. I believe that. When Jesus. you got a woman who's happy and secure, trust me when I say she will make you happy. So do what you got to do, man. Make sure you uh having security for you and yours. And we're a household of seven. So it take a lot for somebody to be secure over here. So needless to say, I guess I'm one of them what Kevin, brother, brother Samuels called a, a high quality man. Uh, hey, amen. Praise Jesus. I was able to get there. But yeah. however, I am uh, not single, but married. But no. see, that, and I, I'm not to interrupt you, but I remember yeah. I, we talked about this offline. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, to be a hundred, I was like, you know, right now, you know, uh, e, you the only one that's that's high quality man right now. If you go just based on that definition, yeah, and you know what I'm saying that's just reality. So if you a dude, and you know what I'm saying you thinking about okay, yo, I would really like to be married. You got to understand that whether you want it to be the case or not, you're going to be evaluated based off of your market, yeah. and the reality is. Your market is women. So for us, we're talking about the United <laughs> States of America. You got the situation where you will, whether you want to or not, you're going to be compared to that of your peers. So in my case, I'm in a situation where, you know, there's certain things that he lists, he lists like six different things. Um, and I don't want to, you know, take up the whole time to go over that. But one of the things he talked about was having connections, okay? I got pretty good connections, okay? I'm not yeah. bragging that like that, but I got some connections, okay, that I can use mm -hmm. things, right? Um, but from a financial standpoint, you know, I'm a little bit away. You know what I'm saying? I ain't like way off, but I'm not where that measure is in terms of where the area we stay at is. So I'm not there with that. I haven't had that for over three to five years, obviously, because I don't have it in the first place. So there's certain things that, yo, if I want a high quality woman myself, yo, I know I know, I need to make sure that I got this stuff in place because yeah. when I get this woman in my life, 
that's going to be able to bring a sense of security, which brings a sense of freedom and peace yeah. when it comes to uh, her being able to trust that, you know, I'm going to take care of things and things are going to get done. So I think that is a valid point. I think what happens too often, though, is we get caught up in seeing that and we think, oh, but that means they're saying, I ain't no, no high quality dude. No, it's a difference. They ain't got nothing to do with your character. That has nothing to do with your walk in terms of how you operate, how you treat women, uh, how you treat your family members, how you treat uh, your fellow man. It has nothing to do with any of that. It just has everything to do with how marketable are you when it comes to the relationship potential as it pertains to you being a husband. Yeah. That's all that is. And I think what happens too often is women can get, and, and we can get caught up in this too, but I'm just going to say specifically for women, they get caught up in the thing of how much money does he make? And if he makes this X amount of money, regardless of everything else, I can, I can settle on other things just for that to be in place. And so. Man, listen. I I put that article up on Facebook or whatever, and you know the the women they was like, oh you 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 giving off a false narrative. Now my thought process was this, and and I threw this out there, and when I threw it out there, then like people can understand. It's like this, okay? In that industry, you know, you got individuals that make a certain amount of money. Now what I said was this: I said you'll have young ladies who will benefit from that type of lifestyle, yeah. but then use the narrative of saying what well, I wasn't treated the way that I wanted to be treated with the respect. But I'm like, if you benefited from that lifestyle, you got to sit back and take some accountability for that. Like you can't just sit up there yeah. and just point the finger and just be like, oh, well, he didn't value me. So the value wasn't a question when he bought you the $350,000 car, the $150,000 watch, when he provided this lifestyle for you. So now that you've gained those things, it's a different conversation. I find that in my thought process, I find that problematic. I feel like if you are benefiting from that lifestyle and you're not one that really looks at it and say, okay, is this the best for me? Then you can't take that narrative of saying that, oh, yeah. well, you know, he tried to buy her. Well, here's the thing. You can only be bought when there is a price tag attached to you. So my question is, what was the price tag for you for him to even think that it was okay to woo you in that particular aspect? And, you know, uh, the women, they, they, were, they were talking about, oh, you know, he feels a particular way. Listen, this one thing that I understand, and, and E, I think you, talk, you, you really showed this to me when I went through my situation. Feelings... And decisions are two different things. Yeah. You can feel something, but you got to make a decision. And I, and, I, and I believe that there's a lot of women in this culture, they'll throw that aspect of what well, I felt this particular way and he treated me like this. But when you're benefiting from it, you're going to be quiet until it's unbearable. And I think yeah. that that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the many that'll say, hey, you know, I want that security. I want those things to be taken care of. But at what price are you willing to pay for that security? I think that that's where I'm coming from because it's like the price of security is definitely high. 
but the price of what you're going to get from it is mm-hmm. something that you can't pay for. Like, there's a piece that a woman has when she's not only being provided for, but when she feels at home with being who she is. Some yes. of the young ladies now, they change to fit the description of what it takes to be secure. And that's where I think guys like myself and Coach Harrell, we're dealing with the fact that we're dealing with women that want these different things, which there's nothing wrong with what you want, but what you need are in guys like us, but because we aren't necessarily at that particular place, we don't get an opportunity to to show you that we're able to provide that for you because the price tag is so high. Wow, that's major. That's major. So now, let's let's first establish this. We're on here to help people, right? Yeah. We we can all say that. Okay, perfect. All right. So we so I talked to the men folk about, you know, doing what you need to do to make sure that these young women are feeling secure so that they will uh desire you and so that you can be desirable. Right. However, on the flip side, young ladies and Please know that I'm coming from the heart with this. If you are not your best you that you can be at the moment, then guess what? You need to start working on this on yourself. Now, let me let me get specific. Okay. And hopefully nobody is offended at this, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and just say it. If your weight is not where it needs to be, then guess what? You need to go ahead and do something about it. If your um financial situation or your credit is not where it needs to be guess what do what you can to do something about it if your goals and your vision is not even existing you don't even know what you want to do guess what you need to do something about it but i'm going to be very specific when i talk about um, especially our women, I think it's something crazy. Like it's a stupid statistic that I was like, no way, this can't be right. And I didn't look it up. So don't quote me on this, but somebody told me, um, African-American women over the age of, I think it's 35, mm-hmm. 80% of the African-American women over the age of 35 are overweight. Now I said, now, nah, whoa, that's the problem. That's, because if, if some of these young ladies are looking that's at me, that's facts. I'm um, sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's yeah. facts. Yeah. So if most of these young ladies are trying to be married and looking for a high quality man or looking for just a man, period. Now I get it. Now some people like um, heavier, thick girls, but let's be real. If you can't control both your tongue and your mouth for what you put in it, then that's a problem because I'm going to tell you, especially like with somebody like me, uh, one, one deal breaker for me was, look, you got to be fit. I'm sorry, but you got to be fit. That's just what it is. But it depends on, again, what you want. Now, I get it. You're going to have some people who are okay with it. But the majority of us, I can raise my hand. I know definitely Coach Terrell can raise his hand. Uh, Coach uh, Brian, you, I know you're going to raise both of your hands when you say this, but Man. I'm sorry, women, let's call it for what it is. If you know you need to lose some weight, 
Don't be offended. Just do what you got to do to lose it. You know, stop eating sweets every time you get depressed. Do something different. You got to do something different. This is what the majority of women do. Um, Not all of them, but this, I've seen the cycle to where, okay, you had a stressful day, glass of wine. More stressful day, eat some ice cream. More stressful day, taking all these sweets and sugar. Guess where the sweets and sugar go? Right in the gut. It'll go to the butt. And you know, we do like the butt, but it will definitely also go to the gut. And if you got a uh, a butt do, if basically your stomach stick out more than your butt do, then that's a problem. <laughs> so needless wow. to say, um, and I don't know why I'm on this, but hopefully this will help somebody. You, you, in, the, um, you in the right vein. You, you in the house. Hey, the whole podcast could have been on just that. I'm telling you, the whole podcast could have been on this issue with African-American women who the vast majority, I'm talking about like the age group you said, that are overweight, but yet they be wanting like high quality men. Like, and then they get, they feel some type of way when- When you tell them the truth. Then you feel like a villain, cause it's like, yo, Oh, you get ostracized. You Man, I can't tell you how much I've been ostracized about a situation where, you know, women will approach me or women will try to whatever, and they cool, they nice and everything. But, yo, they just, they too big for me. Like, it is what it is. Like, they not fit. And the thing is, it's like, yo, you know, you cool, you straight, you know, but that's not what I'm looking for. And then they get in their feelings or they get spiritual or all this different stuff. It's like, yo, I'm not trying to. Listen, you said yeah. something about the spirit. Let me tell you something. Uh, now, I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, what I'm getting ready to say, but y'all know I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm so sick and tired of the spirituality uh, uh, rant that some of the young ladies go on. Like they, okay, I said this. Um, I said this on this young lady, she put up a post and she was like, oh, you know, um, ladies, you know, you're going to be married one day, you're going to be a wife and your Boaz is coming. And I said, that's the problem. Y'all keep trying to raise Boaz from the dead. And I said, you stop raising Boaz. Boaz Boaz has died and y'all trying to raise him up. And I'm like, and you're wondering why the men are not coming. Because it's like, you know what the Bible said about Boaz? He came in there. He he rubbed one off and then he died. I that 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 that's what happened. Boaz came in there, he did his thing. The next day he died. That, is that's what y'all want? Yeah. One hit a quitter. Yeah, Boaz dead. He ain't, he ain't last long. And please don't <laughs> misinterpret that. But uh, <laughs> you want you wanted a Boaz. Well, I'm about to say, Joe ass got a bow ass. <laughs> and, and, and that's fine. You can get a bow ass or you can get a David. Which one you want? David uh, going to be that warrior for you. He going to fight for you. He going to provide for you. But if you just trying to fall at the feet of Boaz and just hope that he going to scoop you off your feet, I'm sorry, ladies. He probably ain't going to last too long. If we speak in biblical. Yep. If yeah, we didn't. speak in biblical. Come on. You want to be deep? I can get deep with you. Yeah, you better off with a David than a Boaz. 
because if you get a Boaz, Joe ass is gonna be uh, <laughs> without a Boaz in about two years because he ain't gonna last long. It was short lived. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and I didn't cuss. I said Joe, J O E. But anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, but but no, but seriously though, like okay. You know, if, if we're here to help people, seriously, young ladies, if you're willing to listen, he who has an ear to hear, let them hear and understand. Um, please take it from the heart. Like, take inventory of yourself. I had to take inventory of myself. You know, there was a time where, you know what, I was working out. You know, I, I, you know, I had it together, but I wasn't where I needed to be financially, but I was working on it because I knew where I needed to be. Um, there were some things I needed to be healed from mentally but I was working on it. So be real with where you are. Like nobody's perfect, but you need to be pushing for your most perfect self that you can be. Like, and, and that's, you know, if, if we were to all go to heaven, because in heaven, you're going to be your perfect self. If your reflection from your perfect self in heaven does not reflect on who you are here at earth right now, um, you need to be working to be like that perfect person you are supposed to be in heaven you know work on yourself work on the way work on the financials work on your mental work on your communication you know stop snapping so much you know stop you know being rude so much you know hold your tongue sometimes it's okay you know people are going to say offenses will come you know the meek are going to be the people who inherit who inherits this earth you know it's okay to let stuff go I get it. You're going to feel like people got the best of you. But however, you know what? Meekness is not weakness. I heard Pastor Creflo Dollar say this years ago. Meekness is not weakness to where you feel like people are just getting over on you and you're just not saying nothing and doing nothing and people calling you soft and all that. No, meekness is not weakness. It is strength under control. It is literally strength under control. So young ladies and gentlemen as well. Hey, know where you are and do something about it. But anyway, I said what I said. Lose some weight. Listen, listen, it's, it's, I don't know, man. Uh, and I was supposed to do a Facebook Live with one of my, my brothers in Alabama, and we were going to be talking about, like, the state of dating inside the, what we considered to be the church. And I had to tell him, I think it was Friday, I had to tell him, I was like, bro, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for brothers like me and um, Culture It's not looking good because the bar is so low nowadays. Like, the the bar is so low. Like, they want yeah. preachers and pastors and ministers. And I'm like, I'm, I, I, I can teach And that's fine thing. if that's what they want. But they better be realistic and understand what come with the territory of getting a preacher or a pastor or a minister. And especially if that man look good, you probably going to have some other women uh, wanting to have they uh, to be laid hands on. You better be comfortable with that because they're going to come to get their hands laid on. Right. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, I and 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 I think I think uh, one of the things that you know, kind of piggyback off what you something you talked about earlier, Brian. Like, 
we, we got this situation where for many women, they've been painted this narrative that the biggest thing that a milestone is supposed to be for them is a proposal and the wedding and almost making that a situation where that is the end all be all. And unfortunately, it is a huge lie that has been fed to them constantly. And what's even worse is yeah. uh, our local churches often, often feed right into that lie. Uh, mm -hmm. We feed right into that of, you know, the nature of the actual proposal and everything that goes with it. We get so materialistic with it and we do the same thing with weddings. And the reality is what people don't tell you is that with marriage being a lifelong covenant, yeah, covenant, a lifelong covenant, the end is not the proposal. The end is not the marriage, the, the wedding. The end is not your first child or yeah. kid. That's not the end. And we get caught up in this situation and guys, we're guilty of it too, where we get to know someone up to points. For, for many men, for many men, we get caught up with knowing women up until the time we sleep with them. And Oof. that's before marriage or after marriage. That's like, either way, even if you wait, there's, we're, we're guilty of having a situation, we get the wedding night, we sleep with them, and then we basically take how they were at that moment and we encapsulate it into, okay, this is how this person is for the rest of their life. And what we start stop doing, we stop continuing to learn about them and continuing to be on a lifelong journey of relearning them over and over and over and over for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And then you get into the space of what you often hear. You're no longer the person I married. I, I don't, I, what, I want to go back to how it was when dot, 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 dot. Why can't we go back to dot, 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 dot? Women, the same way. We had a situation where they have the wedding or they have the proposal. And it's such a magical moment that they've conjured up in their head that they expect everything else to be able to equal that or be able to come back to that. And they try to yeah. find like, you know, anniversaries different little things like this and that to try to recreate that. And the reality is it wasn't meant to be created. Mm -hmm. What we are now should not be what we were 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm if if you, we were still who we were 10 years ago, there's no growth. There's no growth. We're wasting some time. We're wasting serious time. And when we get 10, 15 years later, we should not be the same we are now. And we got to understand both as men and women that you have to understand when you decide that you're going to make a covenant with someone, you have to commit to the Lord, to the Lord. You got to commit to the Lord that yeah. you're going to invest everything into the constant the constant investment of this person. And it's gotta go both ways. If you stop it at milestones, you will be left behind. And that's on male and female sides. 
And yes. that's one of the biggest issues we have even in marriage today. Because Man. people are so caught up in what a certain thing was. And because it was a certain way, they get stuck there. They mm. get stuck in time. It's the Groundhog Day. They get caught up in Groundhog Day where they keep replaying that over and over. Meanwhile, life has moved on. Life Man, has moved on. Listen, listen. <clears throat> when I go up and down the timeline every Christmas, every Valentine's Day, I be seeing nothing but proposals. And I be sitting there, I'm like, okay, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy for you, but I want to know the moment that y'all got past that argument that took everybody else out. Like, I want to yeah. know like what you were building up until that particular point. Because here's the thing. In the culture that we live in, the picture is painted that just because they made it to the proposal that now we're getting ready to have this great marriage that's set towards. And honestly, I've seen people, I have met people who, you know, they went through the proposal that, you know, they were, they were good. Like I talked to a young lady this morning who I saw her proposal on Facebook and she was like, yeah, I'm single. Like we just decided to go our separate ways. Like we decided it was best. And I was like, it's crazy how, people will get excited about this moment. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about the engagements and these weddings on my timeline. And then yeah. five years later, it's like, well, it didn't work out. Okay. So is that what we really, is that what we're really looking forward to? We're re really looking forward to just scenes from the movie instead of the whole movie. So now what helps people? I'm going to tell you what helps people. Mm. Conflict resolution. Say courses. that again. Say that again. Because if you don't know how to get through the conflict, you, you are on a crash course. Facts. Destined for doom. Destined. But conflict resolution. See, and, and this blows my mind because I got a few different types of licenses. Um, I got a gun license to I have to do stuff to take tests, a driver's license, um, certification licenses to be a coach. I've had um, licenses to, to drive, uh, if I didn't say that already. Yeah. But when it comes down to a marriage license, you want to know the only thing I needed to do? Sign my name on the dotted line. Mm. That's sad. Because at the end of the day, who makes the most money off of divorces? Who wins oh. in a divorce? Oh, we going down. Who, who oh, wins in a divorce? Go. Who Jesus. wins in a divorce? Go down. I'll tell you. Two in people America, win in, in a America divorce. now. Let's make that clear. In America. Go in ahead. America. I'm Go. sorry. In Go America. Down. Who normally, and let me let me say who normally, because I don't want to generalize everything. Who normally wins in a divorce? Number one, the attorneys. Automatic W for them. They're getting paid. If you are a divorce attorney in America, and especially in the South, you get paid. Number two, I'm going to tell you, most men folk don't win a divorce unless mm -hmm. you was married to Mary J. Blige. Lord. But other than that, preaching most tonight, men folk, they lose in a man, divorce. So when they talk about, oh, it's cheaper to keep her? Well, in many cases, it really is. So now, 
How do we get to conflict resolution? How do you resolve it? Do you have to always be right? Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <clears throat> I had to learn that. I get it. That don't mean being, being soft and just letting stuff go all the time. No, <clears throat> you, excuse, excuse me. You still need to uh, speak the truth, but speak the truth in love. You, you'll still get, I know a lot of people say this, like you get more bees with honey. No, you actually get more bees with flowers. Mm. So Whoa. like, hey, truth of the matter is, look, conflict resolution. Me and my wife, we had an argument earlier today and it was over something stupid about, you know, where we were going to eat. Um, and, but however, I'm going to tell you how it resolved. Me humbling myself saying, okay, my bad. I did something wrong. I was, I was impatient because she, like most women, couldn't make up what they wanted to eat. But anyway, oh, we won't go there. That's, we won't that's go there. If, if, if you need to edit that out, edit that out. So she won't see it. But anyway, that's part of it. That's part of it. But however, however, I got impatient. I did. I got impatient. And I just did that. Ugh. And then, boom. Now we're in conflict because, you know, she from Jamaica, Queens, New York. Well, we can go home then. You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, you want to eat. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. I lost, I lost my cool, my bad. Conflict resolved, we loving each other. You know, it, it resolved immediately. It could have blown into something else. And like most situations, when you arguing about one small thing, I guarantee you there are five other things that are lingering that they're gonna bring up that will now take over the conversation as well. Stuff that you've done two years ago, stuff that you did the first week y'all got together. But however, if you don't resolve the one conflict immediately, those other five things are lingering. And then you're going to always, you're going to start hearing the always and the never uh, conversation happen. You always do this and you never do whatever else. No, no, no. Resolve the first or those five things that they're, they're diving from the air. And if it lands, oh, my brother, you in trouble. Resolve the first so the other ones can go away. Conflict resolution can save America. And it definitely, it can save the African-American home for those people who are looking to get married. Some of y'all are breaking uh, or married and breaking up because of conflict. Some people are breaking up and you can't say money solves it because look how many people who are rich who got a divorce. It's conflict resolution. They say money is the number one cause of divorce. No, it's not. It's conflict and having the resolution for those conflicts. Uh, people who are not married, you, I'll be the first to tell you, like, I've had friends uh, and family who ended up breaking off an engagement because of conflict that they could not resolve. We as a people, and you need to start training your children now, if you have children, how do you solve the issue to where it becomes a win-win scenario? If it's not a win for me and a win for you, it's not resolved. If it's just a win from you, eventually that frustration is going to build up and I'm going to blow up one day and feel like you just always getting over on me. But if it's just a win for you, now you're selfish. It has to be a win-win scenario. And it's not even a, a compromise. It is a communication. You don't have to compromise all the time. How can I win and how can you win as well? We both need to be winning. And if we can get to where we need to be conflict-wise, 
shoot, you talking about being a relationship specialist? Conflict resolution is going to be the thing that's going to save America if America even care to be saved. Nah. Some people don't care to be saved. Bro, I got a question. I got a question. Yes, and I might get in trouble. I might get in trouble for this. But Eric, you're a married man, so you can answer. Why? I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put some some hot sauce on this one. Why does the modern black woman not like to uh, it's gonna be a cuss word? Apologize. You want me to answer? <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. In the book of Numbers, 55 and 44. Jesus. Biblically speaking, it doesn't exist. Get over it, men folks. It's probably not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's probably not going to happen. So knowing that, knowing that, here's where we as men can grow. When stuff get done wrong to us, and by the way, in most cases, let's let's resolve this first. In most cases, it's our fault. Can, can we all agree with that? In most cases, yeah. it's, it's our fault. All right, so we apologize all the time. But however, the, the 1% of the time <laughs> that is not our fault and is their fault, listen, you're probably not going to get an apology. Now, why that is, I can't truly put my hand on that one. You know, I don't even know if God know that answer. Uh, because at the end of the day, the when the first woman messed up, Let's, let's go there. When the first woman, Eve, messed up, Jesus. Adam blamed the woman. Eve said, you know what? It's the serpent that tricked me. She ain't take no blame at all. She's like, nah. She didn't say, look, okay, it was my bad. You know, I, I let this joke trick me. She was like, look, it was the serpent fault. Adam, Adam messed up too, because he's like, look, that woman you gave me. But then Eve was like, well, you know what? She ain't apologize. Now, what would have happened if Eve would have apologized? Now, when we be in the situation that we're in right now, we don't know. Mm. What would have happened if Eve would have apologized? Mm. And by the way, and if Adam would have apologized, and they would be like, okay, God, we messed up. We screwed up. We didn't listen to you. The loving God that we have right now, do you mm. think mm -hmm. that he could have immediately fixed the situation right there, yeah. there on the spot? Yeah. He probably could have. Mm. He probably could have. He probably could have. But when people don't mm. take ownership, that's when the punishment happens. That's when, oh, you got to get out my garden type of ordeal. So, yeah, taking ownership. Being accountable for your actions. And yes, I was going to, look, listen, he won't answer, I'll answer it. I don't care. I could be the villain. Um, I'm already the villain based on Facebook. <laughs> I'm single and happy anyway, so it is what it is. It's a pride issue. Straight up. It's a pride issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between being grown and not being grown. Like, I, I, tell, I tell young men this all the time. 
but it, it applies to men and women. It's like, yo, here's the only difference. There's two things that keep you from being grown. There's responsibility and accountability. That's it. It ain't got anything to do with whether you can have kids or not. It ain't got nothing to do with whether you can drive or not. It ain't about whether you can curse or not. It ain't about whether you can do drugs or not. None of that. The reality is, can you be accountable for everything that you do? And can you be responsible enough to take care of yourself and everything that you have to take care of? And the reality is, most of us, you know, we find ourselves in a position whether we're able to answer that yes or no. Like, if we can't be responsible to where we can take care of our own food and our own shelter, own clothing, um, being able to take care of all of our responsibilities that are given to us or that we have, we're not grown. Like, there's 30, 40, 50, 80-year-olds that are not grown. They're little boys and little girls because they have not been able to be responsible for what they are responsible for. And then they're not able to be accountable for the things in which they have said or the decisions that they've made. Anybody can blame somebody for, for your transgression or wrongdoing, but it takes someone who is grown to be able to accept your faults. And then on top of that, be able to ask for forgiveness and work towards improvement in those areas. And so, unfortunately, that's not an age-related situation. You know, there's people that are, that are still kids in certain areas. Mm, that's, 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 that's major, sir. Thanks for being a villain. <laughs> well, you know, I'm already- Look, don't nobody know me anyway, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm already. Oh, a they do. You're a son of a bootsy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if I gotta, you know, like I told you guys, I said, if I gotta be the one that gotta ask the hard questions to get to, you know, the place where, you know, we get some type of resolution, I'll be. I, I don't have no problem asking the hard questions because one thing that like. I see as my responsibility and what it is that I do. My responsibility is to bring awareness and to bring accountability to every person that desires to have a healthy, fulfilling relationship, which means that I'm going to ask those hard questions. Like I'm going to ask these ladies, I'm like, okay, you're saying all these different things that you want from a man, but what is it that you're doing other than praying and asking God to give it to you? Like, what is it that you're doing? Because here's the thing. And this is one thing I understand. There are certain things that God will give you simply because you ask. And then there's certain things that God will give you after you have shown yourself as mature to handle it. And I'll yes. be honest with you. There's a lot of young ladies that are asking for things from these men and they're not willing to do it. They'll ask and say, hey, you know, I want a man that's like this, but God gave that to you. You friends owned it. He gave it to you. Gave you what you was asking for. Yeah. But you failed that test because you were looking at the things that did not matter. So at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, you know, man or woman, you got to ask yourself if 
I deal with this person. Am I willing to do what it is I'm asking for? And most will say that they are, but when it's put to the test, they won't. They won't. Not at all. I mean, you know, Coach Harrell, I know you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you deal with some of the same issues that I deal with on an everyday basis. Like yeah. women that just and, and and I think it's there's some young ladies, they just they look at you and they see that you're single and they're like, oh, you know, like I'm single and you're single. Like, what's the problem? And yeah. I, I learned that. I learned that in college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Statesboro yeah. taught me. Statesboro, GSU taught me that. Don't just get with somebody just because he's single. Ooh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's true. And, and you know, I think, I think, uh, I think we, I think we should wrap it up in about three minutes. You know what I'm saying? I think we, you know, I think, I think we covered a lot, a lot of topics and things yeah. like that. But I'll, I'll just speak briefly to what you said, yeah. and that is, you know, I think uh, a lot of times I will piggyback what one of the things I learned from from Edot. Um, early on in me knowing him. And that was in everything you do, there's a motive, there's a method, and there's a moment. And I think a lot of times you got situations when it comes to some women where they come in and, and they believe they got the right motive. It's, it's not that they ain't trying to mm-hmm. be malicious and everything like that. Um, but what ends up happening is they're coming at you at the wrong moment. A lot of times they're not healed from their previous situation. Yeah. Um, from my experience, a lot of women don't know their own vision. Um, you got situations where a lot of women haven't been taught that they're supposed to have their own vision. Like I've literally, like I literally had a uh, DM conversation um, yesterday with a young lady who had hit me up out of the blue. And when I explained to her that it's extremely important that you have your own vision and that you know what your future spouse's role should be in uh, fulfilling, helping you to fulfill your said vision. She responded with, I love you already. I'm like, no, that should be like, it should not be that rare to where it takes (laughs) some guy. (laughs) No, what I'm saying, it shouldn't take some guy that you randomly met on the internet for you to figure that out. Like that should have been something that was presented to you growing up. And so it's one of these things where, you know, you got to, I can't emphasize it enough. I said, I know I said this at the beginning, you got to have yourself situated first before you can decide that you want to join with another person, EDOT. That's perfect. B. Thomas, I think we're gonna have to do another podcast, man. And y'all just, and just specifically y'all. aiming towards, you know what? Hey, young ladies, young men, if you're looking to be married, here's what the women are looking for. Here's what the men are looking for. And let's be realistic with each other. Uh, here's what you. Here's where you are first. First, recognize where you are and where you need to be and how you're going to get there. If you first can't even recognize where you are and you are in denial, if you're in denial and you're overweight, I'm sorry, I'm on the weight tip tonight. I'm just going to keep beating that thing. If you're overweight and you're in denial, um, guess what? You cannot get to where you need to be. So we probably need to do a, a tip on that. Just like men folk, 
if you are broke and and you ain't a Boaz, but you a Pope, yeah, then that's a problem too. <laughs> you know what? You need to do what you need to be so that you ain't broke. Men folk as well. If you're overweight, if you got love handles, yep. you know, getting men, uh, men boobs and not taking care of yourself and making sure that you are a man, but you ain't smelly, you know, that's that's major for a lot of women. Those things people need to know. I had to learn that. So, but however, that's that's the state of where we are, people. Um, understand where you are and where you need to be. And women, you gotta be found. Men folk, you have to go out and find. But however, ain't nobody. Well, that's gonna a, that's pick a whole you. nother conversation, Dave. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother right. conversation about yo, if I didn't seek you out, that should tell you something. Listen, boy, boy I'm gonna be here another hour. <laughs> we'll be, be another, another hour. hour, and I get it, women. I, you know, sometimes you're gonna shoot your shot. I get that. I, 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 in part, I'm saying in part, I get that. But however, be in position to be found. Be in position to be found. Go ahead, B. Thomas. Close this out, brother. Ellis. Yeah. It's been a lovely conversation. Um, I think we're I think we're on to you know to something a little bit new. You know, I told y'all I wanted to you know kind of do this, and um, this turned out well. So um, if you guys are up for another one, you know maybe next Sunday, maybe the Sunday after that, y'all let me know, and we get this ball rolling, man. Because I think um, you guys offer perspectives not from an unhealthy place, but from a healthy place. You know you. Uh, e dot being married and you, William being happily in the same space too. as me, happily married. Excuse me, being happily married and understanding yes, the other side of the coin, and then you, William, being you know where you are and the perspective that you offer, and then you know of course I'm gonna bring in my I'm hey, gonna bring in my oh, element oh, that hey, my, happily, co- my controversial hey, element happily single. Hey, that's the thing too. Yes, sir. Because you can be happy and single. And people have to be okay with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a cuss word in some households. What do you mean, happy and single? I'm not happy until I find my man or my woman. No, be happy where your behind. I'm I'm almost keep saying the the Boaz thing. Be happy where your behind (laughs) is, where your ass is. Yeah, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start using emojis. I'm gonna let it go. You. I'm sorry. You, you're right, gonna have fellas. to bleep some of this stuff out, man. <laughs> I got you. All right, <laughs> fellas. Well, it's been fun, man. I appreciate y'all. We're gonna do this again. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know get this up and running. Um, probably work on it tonight. It'll be ready sometime in the week. It may even be ready tonight, just depending on what you know what I what I got from it. But man, fellas, um, appreciate y'all. Uh, Coach Eric Neal, Coach William Harrell, um, Brothers for Life. I'm Coach BT. And we're going to be catching y'all real, real soon, man. I'll holla at y'all. All right. Dude, All right sir. Sure. Peace out, y'all. Yeah. Right now.